everyone to the Sister Stories podcast. Uh, this podcast is aimed at marveling at God's sovereignty in each of our lives as women and at encouraging one another via our stories. Uh, my name is Sophie and today I am joined by Laura. Hi everyone. Hello. Um, <clears throat> so first of all, Laura, can you tell us a little bit uh, who you are? Of course. So um, my name's Laura Sweetman. I am married to Tom Sweetman, who you will all probably know, um, who is the assistant pastor here at Cornerstone. And I must just say, I'm actually very excited that it's me behind this mic and not my <laughs> husband. So I can say I've been there and done it too. So yeah, thanks You're for having me. You're taking over. Wow. Um, great. And um, so obviously we're going to talk today a little bit about your testimony and how you came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, but I would like us to start with uh, your family background, uh, what your childhood was like, um, how you grew up really. Of course, yeah. So I grew up in North London, which some of you might be able to tell from some of my accent <laughs> occasionally. I don't pronounce my T and H's, which sometimes <laughs> drives Tom mad. Um, so yeah, I grew up in, in North London um, with my mum and dad. Uh, there was just, there's just the three of us. Um, and my mum and dad, uh, they're not, they're not Christians. Um, my mum does, I think, believe that there is a God um she can see kind of that the world is probably governed by something bigger and greater than us but I was never really brought up um you know to really appreciate that God wanted uh, an involvement in our lives um but you know yeah happy childhood of course um enjoyed yeah spending time with mum and dad and but yeah that that's kind of mm -hmm. where where I started great okay and so um can you tell us a little bit how If from that background you came to hear of the gospel yeah it's, it's interesting actually so um I did go to a church of England primary school so I guess you know from a very young age I, I did learn truths about God you know in the mm. hymns you sing all those awful ones you know <laughs> clap your hands and all the ones that are just you know stick in your head now for years but but I guess I did from a very early age appreciate that there was something bigger than us and I did I did believe that there 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 was a God. Um, I did look at creation and kind of think this world is amazing. You know, how mm. could this just all be uh, by chance? So I did I did um, grow up in that kind of environment. But there was a there was a wonderful family who lived down my mum and dad's road, who um, were a, a family that attended a church around the corner from my mum and dad, and. My mum started to take me to their equivalent of Monday Tots group uh, when I was a very small toddler and um, built kind of relationships with, with that family there and they lived down my mum and dad's road. And I think this is a real kind of testament to um, people that are involved in things like Monday Tots all the <laughs> way through to youth group is don't give mm. up um, because basically what happened was as I got older and was then old enough Uh, to go to youth group which was however many years in between um the family down the road that attended uh the church remembered my mum, remembered me you know saw us on the road and said uh, would Laura like to come along to youth group so that's really how I started to kind of um hear about God uh, and think about God uh, in a greater way than I had before when I started mm. to go to youth group at what the age of 11. Wow that's amazing um I wonder what your first reaction was to being maybe diving a little bit deeper into these things yeah it's an interesting question I, and to, to tell you the truth I can't really remember um I think probably I just 
soaked it all in probably for a long time and I mean I became a Christian at the age of 17 and I started going to youth group at the age of 11 so (laughs) it was a long old journey I guess in that sense and and just probably just hearing truths about God and and Jesus for Mm. that whole time really and just slowly probably understanding more of who he was and and what he'd done in that Mm. kind of gradual gradual way yeah that's great okay right um so obviously you are now in cornerstone so somehow you've made your way from north london to kingston how how did that come about yeah so um so basically i i did so i became a christian um at one of my friend's baptisms um who went to the youth group and i i remember basically um just being blown away about I think I was yeah I was I was about 16 17 mm-hmm. um and I remember at his baptism uh, the pastor just just saying something like you know that if if we're not right with God then we're in trouble basically mm-hmm. and I remember that really shocking me because I knew a lot about God and I knew a lot about you know Jesus and what he'd done but it never had really hit me personally mm-hmm. And that night, I just remember thinking, goodness me, um, you know, I'm really not right with the Lord. Um, but you probably asked me more questions about that in a minute. But I, I ended up basically um, the next year coming to Kingston to university. Um, and that's how I, I ended up here at Cornerstone. Wow. Okay. So, yes, what can you tell us a bit more what happened on that baptism night? What, um, what hit you particularly and how you came to um follow follow Jesus yeah yeah so it it, I I guess it was just that realization that if there was a God which I believe there was he wanted a relationship with me um and he died for me and I just was not living like that was the case or ever Mm. really I think before that had seen my need for that and I just remember standing there at the end um during the last song and thinking I'm not right with God and I need to be. And if I'm honest, even though I'd had years of um, teaching in that (laughs) sense, I guess I didn't really understand what it meant to be a Christian Mm. still. Um, But I do remember just thinking very vividly, I need to do something about this. I don't feel comfortable with this Mm. and feeling really just uneasy in my in in myself and in my heart and in my head about about this all um and I remember that they were giving out tracks at the end um and some of you will know I think it was John T. Alcock preaching who <laughs> if you've ever been to Contagious you might know John T or you might know John T from some kind of uh, circles at Contagious or FIEC and things like that um but I took this track that they were giving out at the end and I remember again really, really vividly just taking it home, saying hi to mum and dad, going upstairs, sitting on my bed and reading reading this reading this uh, information. And um, it was then really as I read it, um, I thought I've got to pray this prayer at the end. I've mm. got to ask Jesus to be my saviour. And I don't really, really understand what that means for me now, but I've mm. got to do this. And I remember praying that. And I would say that was the night I, I became a Christian. Um, 
it was then kind of a real gradual process of growth for me mm. but that was really vivid and interestingly it's funny how the Lord does these things sometimes isn't it the tract I actually took home is called crossover to life and it's written by Pete Woodcock <laughs> so yeah yeah. and I remember coming to uni and going to something that was um called late night church then Mm. and walking into the old hub and seeing these booklets on the side and I was like oh I I became a Christian you know through using one of those and then it turned out that Pete wrote it so hey isn't that isn't that that a testament to Pete thank you Pete you've been (laughs) very influential in my life (laughs) Nice and clearly direction of come to Cornerstone. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, that's amazing. And so um, how you said that then it was a kind of gradual growth as, as we've all experienced throughout our Christian lives. Can you describe that a little bit more? What, what did you maybe learn um, after that? Yeah, <laughs> lots and lots. I think so. So that was when I was 17 and it wasn't long after. I was baptised not too long after I became a Christian at my church back in, in Enfield. Mm. Um, but really when I came to university, because I was still such a young Christian, mm. um, I did actually struggle at first to settle into a church. I found that really hard. Um, and uh, some of you will probably laugh at this, but I remember, you know, flitting between different churches and... Um, <laughs> You know, people like Rachel and Naomi I was friends with at university through the Christian Union in the end were like, why don't you come to to Cornerstone? I remember (laughs) going to an open home at the Cooper's house and Phil was like, why are you here? You don't even come to this church, (laughs) which is fair enough. (laughs) Um, Which is where recruiting people, (laughs) isn't it? (laughs) Exactly. And anyway, ended up up here. Um, And I think things like we used to do student breakfasts where you'd Mm. come before university and you could just ask any questions um and just hearing faithful teaching biblical teaching week Mm. in week out just really grew me and really impacted me and having real conversations with you know Christian friends who I met here and at at Christian Union and just learning to live out what it meant to be a Christian was just really Mm. really huge for me in my university years yeah yeah and church is obviously the place to do that so that's really precious that you found cornerstone and was able to continue to grow after that absolutely um i wonder what your parents reaction was when you uh, became a christian because surely that must have been maybe a little bit strange for them yes it was and i think in many ways i'm sure they won't mind me saying it it still is i think Mm. they i think they saw it become a big thing in my life um and you know my my mum won't mind me saying but she's questioned what is it Laura's involved is in is this a cult is this some kind of weird thing that she's kind of dedicating all of her time to but I think I think that's missing the point that actually my dedication and involvement to church and the people here is stems from a love of the Lord Jesus Mm -hmm. and that's why I spend so much time doing what we do. Um, I think probably it's fair to say that um, they thought it was a stage in my life that I might grow out of it. Um, But actually they saw that it became a a bigger thing um, probably. And then, and then when um, after university, when um, I started dating Tom and then Tom was like, yeah, I'm going to start a, a job in ministry. <laughs> I think they were just like, 
okay this is this is now <laughs> never going to change in Nora's life like this is this is a thing and you know obviously still love and accept me um for who I am but I think they you know they don't believe that you need a personal relationship mm. with with Jesus like I do um and so yeah they have found they have found that weird but if anything it's only you know from a worldly point of view made me a better person um mm. so in that sense you know they're kind of happy in that sense with yeah. it even if they find it a little bit strange that makes sense right um you haven't told us much about tom actually what happened there i think there's quite a story isn't there <laughs> oh there's a story there there's a big story there um yeah i mean we were, so tom wasn't a christian when we first met each other at university so we did similar modules together so he studied geology I studied environmental hazards and disaster management, but had to do some geology modules at university. Mm. So I met Tom kind of uh, as a friend through that. Um, yeah, and then, you know, we were really good friends and um, his brother became unwell. His brother had a brain tumour um, during our time at university and Tom's parents are Christians and Tom knew that I was a Christian and was the only friend he had that was a Christian. And that obviously just made him really contemplate life and death and, um, you know, what might happen and how would it be if he was in that position and just, just, I guess, brought all that kind of to the surface. And it's like, reverse evangelism really he then asked me whether he could come to church with me and I didn't do anything and just brought him along um and then anyway he he became a Christian and loads of people thought he was coming to church just for me which is totally wrong um thank you for clarifying that that's okay Sophie I just want to put that out there so it's on record that is not the case um but we were very good friends and he became a Christian and then yeah we we started going out uh, after university yeah oh, wow Great. And there we go. The rest is history. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> As we say. Great. Um, so I would like us to focus a bit more on the near history, if that makes sense. Yeah. Not that it's history yet, but um, just um, talking about uh, this year, which has been very strange for all of us and we've mm -hmm. all had different experiences. Um, but is there something you've learned in particular that God has taught you uh, throughout this year? Oh, Sophie, honestly, it's just a lesson I have to learn my whole life. I mean, mm. I think I think that that um, there's there's a smaller thing which I just want to say first. I think the Lord's really shown me what I took for granted mm. as well. I mean, just the privilege of of having a church that does so much, and you know, you can be so involved in people's lives and in relationship mm. with people to kind of have that taken away so much, I think really has shown me how much I took for granted. Like, I'm not going to lie, sometimes on a Sunday, the last thing I wanted to do was bring a slow cooker to church and <laughs> have yes. another long day um, and, you know, be exhausted by the end of it. But, but it's always such a joy when you do it. And actually, when you do strip that back, um, it's just, just made me realize how grateful I should be and mm. how much I love everyone at Cornerstone and how much, you know, it's such a blessing. So I think, you know, that, that's a, that's a lesson I need to keep hold of. Um, but I think, I think bigger lessons, you know, which has kind of been a constant theme in my life for 
a few years, you know, since we kind of started trying for children and that wasn't necessarily as, as easy as I thought it might be for us. Um, mm. Or, you know, um, dealing with then COVID when you was pregnant and whatever else. I, I yeah. think... I think the Lord's always, always trying to show me that he has a plan for my life mm. and that it's the best plan there is. And I don't need to fret and I don't need to worry that he works out all things. <laughs> and actually, you know, the verse be still and know that I am God is something I have to cling on to mm. constantly. Um, also, the verse in, in Jeremiah 29 around, you know, I know the plans I have for you. Mm. Um, plans to prosper you and not to harm you because who would have said going into lockdown and shutting down church um would have been a best thing I would never have said that was the best (laughs) thing for me um but actually you know he's shown me how to depend upon him again how to trust him Mm. how to remember he is sovereign over all things and to hold on to kind of his greatness and that's that's a constant theme that's been running throughout my life in many different many different ways um and again it's a shame I have to keep learning it in many ways it's a real shame I have to keep learning it but you know the Lord is gracious and kind and has reminded me more than ever to just cling on to those things and cling on to him and remember he is big much bigger than I am and that's a great thing yeah that's right I think we all have to learn that lesson constantly don't we um we haven't mentioned that you have two beautiful children. Yeah. I'm, I'm very sorry. <laughs> we should give them the best for last, I guess. Uh, so Caleb and Imogen, how has that been with two children out home? Yeah, I mean, a real, uh, yeah, a real, a real blessing. But it, I guess I did find it difficult being in lockdown and then having mm. Imogen. Um, I think you just, I mean, uh, some people take to um, parenthood very naturally. <laughs> I I just I did find it quite difficult for the first few months um you know I'll admit saying that I just found uh, the transition from one to two particularly hard and particularly in lockdown when you couldn't just go around someone's house and have a cup of tea and let the kids play I found that really hard um but but again you know the Lord's been teaching me to depend upon him actually Mm -hmm. that I don't have to try and struggle on in my own strength which I do all the time, I can admit that I can't do it on my own (laughs) and (laughs) call upon him for help because in in my weakness, he is proved to be strong, right? And that's something he has reminded me of particularly, but they are are a joy. They are, yeah, two wonderful children. Imogen's such a chilled baby, bless her. (laughs) So it's just, it's just, yeah, really lovely. Um, We have a lot of fun together as a family. Yeah, they're, they're, they're lovely. Nice. Great. That's, that's a huge blessing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and to the church as well. Um, yeah. And um, so lastly, um, I wonder if you uh, have some advice that you would like to share maybe with younger Christians um, or maybe younger parents uh, as well. That could be really precious, I'm sure. I guess, I guess it's probably similar to what I've said. I think, I think we just need to remember that we don't have to struggle on in our own strength and mm-hmm. we don't have to try and pretend we have everything under control um because we don't really do we (laughs) um we're not over our own lives and actually for me certainly when I when I think I'm in control it all falls apart and I'm not in control (laughs) and Mm. actually you know just just remember it's it's okay to 
you know, remember we're not okay and we need the Lord's help and to just depend upon him that, that he's so much bigger than we are. So I would say, keep on, you know, doing that, pour out our hearts to him um, when we need to cast our cares upon him, you know, lighten our loads upon him and to just, just be reminded of all the times in our lives that, that we can look back retrospectively and remember that he is in control. Cause I think, if you're anything like me, you forget that. And then the next struggle comes on in life or something and you forget. Yes. You forget he's in control and you have to be reminded. And mm. yeah, just, just keep on clinging to him really, I guess. That would be my advice. Oh, thank you so much. Okay. Uh, and thank you for your story and for sharing that with us. Um, so that's all for this episode, everyone. Uh, but join us again next time. Bye.